Welcome to In the Gallery. I'm your host, Melanie Chard, and this is our first podcast um, that we are starting for the gallery. And today we have artist and curator Megan Jackson here to talk about the work of her late husband, photographer Bill Jackson, whose exhibition Auditioning the World is currently on view in the gallery. Um, Megan, for those of us who don't know a lot about you, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and give us an introduction to Bill? Sure. Um, well, I'm a working artist. Um, I've been in the Detroit area since the 80s. I work uh, right now in uh, a calligraphic line. You know, I work with Asian brush on big pieces of rice paper, glue them onto canvas, and, uh, and I show with Melanie. Um, and I also am an educator and curator here in the, in the area. Um, Bill Jackson and I were married for a little over 30 years. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a sense of, of how we met. Um, Bill picked me up at Michigan Gallery uh, at an opening. It was, uh, I'd, I'd just begun to enter the Detroit art community. And uh, on our first date, he took me to the DIA. And I was really impressed that that would have been his selection for the first date because I thought, gee, you know, he's really concerned about what I might like. And about 20 years later, I discovered that the first date was always at the DIA with anyone. It was sort of an audition, <laughs> you know, and if you managed to make it through the DIA, then uh, you managed to get invited out for the second time. And apparently I did okay because we were married forever. Um, <laughs> was it the DIA and then dinner? Or? No, it was actually just the DIA, and then I think we went through McDonald's afterwards. Um, we didn't have a lot of money in mm. those days. Mm. And enough. in fact, he was living uh, in an apartment that had um, absolutely no furniture in it other than a cot jammed up against one side, and the entire rest of the apartment was photographic equipment. Um, and I really knew that... Um, that we, I thought we were probably going to make it when he actually got a second cot um, and sort of jammed them up together. So I thought, well, I think we'll be okay. Um, how old was? How old were you when the two of you met? Well, we were old. Um, Bill, I was forty, and Bill was forty-seven and had never been married. So um, it was it was quite an adjustment. And luckily, you know, he lived into um, his mid seventies, um, which meant that we had a few years together. Wonderful. So in terms of um, this exhibition, Auditioning the World, can you tell us a little bit about the progression and the, the sort of two sides of Bill Jackson's photography? Some people might know that he is really, um, he has a really strong presence within the sort of landscape delicate line, um, you know, play on light uh, photographs that, that were printed generally very large scale. Mm -hmm. And this show in particular focuses on more abstract, stark contrast, um, industrial feeling work. And I just wonder if you could could walk us through sort of the dichotomy, you know, how come, how come the work is so varied? Sure. Well, Bill was a commercial photographer for a number of years and really specialized in lighting. And so um, when he decided to go, you know, full-time into fine arts, the first thing he did was to put all of his lights away and um, begin shooting with um, just the, the camera and natural light. And he began shooting um, primarily in the grasses and reeds around Michigan because um, he's a Michigan, you know, Michigan guy and had grown up 
you know, in the summertime around the lakes and things. Um, and he, was, he came up quite early with a unique way of looking at grasses and reeds and water because he really wasn't looking at them to be romantic at all. He was looking at them as lines, you know, almost um, as an etcher um, or someone who's, a, who's doing very, very graphic prints uh, would be looking at line work, um, kind of along the line of Cy Twombly. Mm-hmm. And so that immediately kind of caught the attention of a number of people. Uh, and they began showing that work. At the same time, he was, in fact, shooting a lot of industrial work as well. But it was not, uh, he hadn't quite figured out where he wanted to take that. And since the grasses, you know, were um, challenging and um, were welcoming, you know, to an audience, um, he, uh, the grasses sort of got shown, and this work developed quietly you know, behind the scenes for, you know, a, a number of years until uh, it began to, um, you know, he began to be able to show it with you mm-hmm. and in New York um, and then um, to begin, you know, changing a bit of the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. One of the things that really struck me about this work when, when you first showed it to me was the Black series. And we're going to have the images um, that, that Megan and I discuss and the images from the show in the show notes um, for this episode. But the Black series is so textural. And I think that's one of the things that's really interesting about this series in particular, um, not just the Black series, but this exhibition in particular, is the the level of texture that he's able to achieve with a photograph is amazing. And just with that play on light, um, can you can you talk a little bit about that and like how he how he kind of got there? And it sure. was and was that a big focus for him? Uh, it was a major focus for him, and probably see Bill's influences were primarily in painting. You know, not in the in the general photographic community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I may have you know contributed that to a certain extent, but um, the he was really in love with Anselm Kiefer's work, you know, particularly some of the pieces in the DIA, which he must have met when he was dating other people. Um, <laughs> um, so there were, the, the, there were a, lo- a number of pieces there that we'd talked about over and over again and looked at and whatever. And so the texture issue was a major point, you know, in his work. Um, the oil drums are particularly that. Um, mm-hmm. They're from a salvage yard here in Detroit, and he shot a number of them. Um, and what he was really looking for was that very heavy black, you know, almost, um, you know, along the line of a very, uh, like a, a Richard Serra lithograph, you know, mm-hmm. that very heavy ink, mm-hmm. you know, that, that created a three-dimensional presence. And what he really liked about the oil drums was the fact, one, that they were such a simple shape, but in composition, you know, you were able to create um, a very rigorous, very simple, but very unusual kind of aesthetic. Um, and Bill composed all of his work in the camera. Mm-hmm. This was not, these were not shots where he went back to, you know, the, the lab, put him on, um, photo, on Photoshop and, and you know, um, cropped them. Mm-hmm. You know, he was really, the shot that, that you're seeing is really pretty much the entire image that he shot out of the camera. And so, like with the oil drums, he spent several days, you know, and getting up at all different times during the day, going back out to this place, um, 
I'm not quite sure how they got in, uh, and, um, and photographing them over and over in different lights from different angles, you know, so on and so forth, until what he saw in the, in the, in the camera you know, was the composition that he was looking for. And that's part of the magic. Because mm -hmm. what he was really about was shooting very, very commonplace objects. You know, whether it be grasses, which in Michigan are pretty commonplace, mm -hmm. you know, or whether it be silos and train tracks and, and things like that. But shooting them in a way that caused the viewer to see them completely new. You know, and to even wonder in some cases, you know, what is that? I, that's the number one thing that people say to me when they come into the exhibition. And it's a lot of times artists in particular who mm. will walk in and say, what I really like about this work is the fact that I don't know what it is. And they'll look at the Black Series, for example, in the oil drums, and they'll be like, what is that? And to me, I mean, honestly, the first time I saw it, I kind of knew what it was. But it, to other people, it feels very foreign or but but they feel like they should know what it is yeah. in a way and and I I like the point that you made about him shooting at various times of day because I was going to ask you I know you said that he woke up really really early mm -hmm. to get the grasses mm -hmm. which um w is totally counterintuitive to my life I would be I would fail as a <laughs> photographer as, if that's what I had to do but the the idea that he went back and was testing the light continually is just such a dedication to one image of one section of an oil drum. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, it really speaks to kind of who he was as a process person. Very much. I mean, Bill had a very, very rigorous aesthetic, you know, far more rigorous than mine, mm -hmm. uh, in that he knew exactly what he wanted, you know, in the sense of he knew it when he saw it. And that's mm -hmm. the reason that um, I titled the exhibition Auditioning the World, was that um, what he was really doing was looking and looking and looking and saying, that's not right, that's not right, that's not right, that's not right, because he was really editing in his head. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then when he started shooting, you know, since he was um, um, editing through the lens, you know, um, he would take it, you know, take it, take it, take it, you know, the light would change, come back, look at them, say, not quite right, not quite right, you know, and go back out mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these images... Um, you know, which which seemed very very simple in the mm -hmm. sense, um, became more and more and more simplified the more that he shot. Mm -hmm. um, and he, you know, when you're talking about that idea of people not knowing, um, you know, both Bill and I were, um, you know, sort of abstract expressionist generation. You know, which meant that if you had to tell somebody what it was about, you know, or you had to give a title to it, you didn't do it right. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but Bill, you know, also really loved um, wordplay and whatever. And so you wind up with some of these totally off-the-wall titles that cause people to look at things in a different way. And Coy, mm -hmm. you know, in this show is one of those where, you know, it's railroad ties with a little bit of orange down at the bottom, mm -hmm. which reminded Bill of a Koi pond. Um, and so and the, the intent of the title was to throw people off to a certain extent from asking the question, well, what is that, until they got some of the humor in the image, mm -hmm. you know, and then coming back and saying, yeah, but that's not fish. 
you yeah, know, or yeah, yeah or yeah. whatever. But so. it does feel like a fish but when it you does see feel it. Like, like and, a you, fish. and you read the title and you're like, oh yeah, because actually that perfect orange, <laughs> it's like that exact koi orange. And if you've never really seen a koi pond up close, you might not realize that there are all these darker fish, you know, and kind of swimming around as well. And then every now and again, you get the bright light. Yeah, yeah. Um, what role does scale play in Bill's work? Because for those, for those of you who have not seen this exhibition, the majority of the work is pretty large scale, like in the 40 by 60 range. Well, I think that the, um, again, that sense of magic or that sense of the unusual, mm-hmm. um, um, what Bill is often shooting is not the entire thing, but rather a piece of it, you know, as in the rails piece or, you know, again, with the Black Series, um, they are very difficult to identify what they are because particularly in like Black Series 3, um, you're at very, very close up on a, on, a, on a small object. But, and then the piece is blown up, you know, so that it's 40 inches. Mm-hmm. You know, so what, what he's really playing with is the idea that as we go through life, we should be looking or we could be looking at things in a different scale or shifting things in our mind to a different scale, which gives you a very, very different view of this world, you know, and also sometimes of your own priorities. I like that point. And I think that what's wonderful about the scale of these pieces is that they're very immersive. I mean, that's that's the thing mm-hmm. about big art, right, is that you feel like you're in it and it's really Absolutely. kind of takes over your environment, um, which can be wonderful it can be hard if you have small walls but um (laughs) luckily here we have big ones but it's um but i think that it also highlights that textural Mm -hmm, element mm -hmm. that makes the works feel somewhat like paintings Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. you get that you get Mm -hmm. that really um layered and you know the color is really interesting and intricate as Mm -hmm, you get closer mm -hmm. and closer like with the black series the black just isn't black it's all these various tones of black you know so i really i really enjoy that about the work plus i i mean i i migrate to large-scale things just (laughs) in general i think a lot of art lovers do but um you also did a beautiful online retrospective of Bill's work that will also be in the show notes um, of this episode. And it it demonstrates the difference between the grasses work and the, um, you know, the more industrial abstract pieces that we have in this exhibition. And some of the things that you highlight in that, um, in that online exhibition are Bill's sort of priorities in terms of uh, the art that he made, and it was line and pattern and repetition, and um, you you talk he, you talk a little bit about the artists that he really admired and how they connect. And you mentioned like Motherwell in terms of repetition, and I think when you look at rails, for example, you really see that element of repetition going through his work and some of the the pieces that focus on um, the railroad ties, for example. Mm-hmm those as well. Was was that something that he was always drawn to, or was it something that kind of evolved over time? Well, I think that um, we're all self-teachers. Mm-hmm. And um, certainly in the case of, of Bill, and myself to a certain degree, um, we always are taught by, you know, those that have come before us, we've ta- we're taught by what we see. Um, and, and sometimes the trick in that kind of self-teaching is to boil it down 
so that what you're really, what you're asking yourself is, why does this artist in particular appeal to me so much? And when you can answer the question, you know, then it tells you something about yourself and about your orientation and your, and your style and things. So, so yes, I think that, um, you know, certainly Ellsworth Kelly from a standpoint of composition, and talking about the Black Series, mm -hmm. um, Black Series 1, you know, is, is, a, is a classic composition um, that, that I think Kelly even would have been proud of. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you're looking at um, particularly the, um, the railroad ties, you know, like Coy or like After, um, there's, a, there's a sense of, of scale, first of all, as you'd mentioned earlier, where um, you feel they were shot so that you feel like you're falling into, you know, this whole um, composition. You know, and so they're not railroad ties at all. It's a city, and you're falling into it, or you're flying above it, or you're, you know, you're being immersed in it. You know, mm -hmm. and again, the bigger the print of that, the more that kind of thing works. Mm -hmm. Well, that's also um, some of the, the the play that Kiefer was doing. You know, particularly in the texture, you know, areas. Scully, you know, as a painter, Sean Scully, you know, was was really influential with Bill. Because Scully spent, you know, what, 25 years painting walls. And yet it's that very fine, you know, focus on the texture and the, the values and the, the way that the, that the um, walls that, that Scully paints, because of their size and whatever, just completely overwhelm you. Um, and I think, I think that was the impact that Scully had. So, um, and Bill also was very much uh, into um, contemporary classical music. So guys like Philip Glass, you know, with the repetition of, you know, of sound over and over and over again and building that and whatever shows up in the, you know, shows up in the work here. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you mention uh, Kiefer because he is... He was the subject of this podcast that I was listening to the other day. Um, it's called The Lonely Palette, and there was an episode all about him and his work, and they were focusing on the fact that there was a particular poem that he was very taken with that had this like repetitive element to it and how that really steered his work in a particular direction in terms of like the layering and the, the mm -hmm. continuous... Um, you know, the evolution of the material on the, on the canvas. And it's, I can, I can hear that when you're talking about Bill and mm -hmm. the, in the mm -hmm. classical music element and how, um, how the repetition kind of plays into a lot of what he does, because when you look at the work, you can see it. And mm -hmm. once you kind of make that connection, it's everywhere, mm -hmm. you know, and it makes it a little bit more dynamic in that respect. Well, I think that there's um, there's always a or many artists have a have a visual artists have a strong connection to music, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, both Bill and I realized that a lot of times when you're stuck from, on a visual standpoint, that um, going into another medium, you know, and and you know, in this case, in listening to music, a lot of times what you hear in the music gives you the answer to what you were thinking about in terms of visually, because you're not editing it so much, it doesn't categorize so much, um, you know, because it's, it's, not your, it's not your field. So therefore you, you can sort of look at it more from an emotional standpoint. And sometimes that gives you, you know, the way, the way out of, of whatever, you know, box you've managed to put yourself mm -hmm. in. Was there anything that Bill was kind of working toward that he didn't get to finish? Did he have anything sort of like on the back burner that he was toying with? 
He was, um, he was really getting very heavily into color, you know, right towards the end of his life. And, um, and Bill was not able to shoot for the last about year and a half. Um, and so uh, that put him into, into looking at some of the older files from a Photoshop standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, and beginning to work on, on the color uh, as one of the major elements, because of all of the sort of the elements of painting or the elements of photography, um, color was not something, you know, that he was quite in, involved with, you know, as far as as multiple colors within a piece. Um, and that's that was really the big change. And so the absolute last work, which um, you know, um, which very few people have seen. Um, uh, was in, was involved with taking um, and and beginning to assemble multiple colors into you know into a piece without you know doing the sort of um, glitzy you know here's the filters here's the this you know mm-hmm. but rather you know looking at it more you know from a selection of color and painting and things mm-hmm. so there's so there may be you know I I actually have to get some of this stuff off of the computer yet so mm. um, so there 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 may be some things coming you know that people haven't seen yet. And what do you think Bill's favorite piece would be in the show? Black Series One. I think he's is, got great taste. Yeah, it's my favorite. Which is the simplest. Well. Rails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, rails actually hung in our home, um, mm-hmm. which is which is quite small, by the way, um, as, as anyone who's ever been there knows. Um, and so, but our position was always that. You know, walls weren't made to have furniture put in front of them and then pictures above. Walls were made to have, you know, big pictures, you know, f- that covered floor to ceiling. And then you did with the chair whatever you wanted to do with the chair and moved it around. Mm-hmm. So um, so some of these very, very large paintings actually hung on our dining room wall for a while while we were looking at them. I remember seeing rails in your house. <laughs> I, I've heard an artist say before, you know, um, people don't, people shouldn't buy my work to match their couch. They should by their couch to match my work. You know, it's, it's really, that should be the focus. And I like that idea of thinking about art as such a primary force in your life. And a lot of people don't right now. I mean, I think there's, especially as people are spending more and more times mm-hmm. in their home mm-hmm. or more and more time mm-hmm. in their homes mm-hmm. right now, you see it a little bit more. And there's a renewed sense of what am I spending my time with? What am I looking mm-hmm. at other mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. my television, you know, or my partner who's here constantly or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, I think that the this kind of focus on art um, that I feel, I mean, mm-hmm. as, as a gallerist and as somebody mm-hmm. who, who helps clients find work, um, it seems like there's been a lot of interest in people pursuing art as, as a source of something to do mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. in, in, a, mm-hmm. in a time where there's very little mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you can do, you know, which... which from that perspective, like this exhibition, we're, we're open, we're here from 12 to 6, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, it's, a, it's something you can do to come in and look at art and, and see something different. Well, it's funny too, um, you know, in the, that uh, sometimes big paintings make a small house look bigger. It's true. And it's, and it's completely counterintuitive, but because, you know, um, you know a, a big painting uh, sort of is something that you walk into and it creates a different room, you mm-hmm. know, so to speak, psychologically. Um, 
And I found that uh, hanging really big paintings, you know, obscures the fact that my house is like, the footprint is like 900 square feet. So <laughs> consequently, <laughs> it's, it, makes a, it makes an interesting, um, at least something to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, when people come over. So what's next in terms of what, you know, Bill's photography? I mean, obviously people can see it here mm-hmm. um, at the gallery. We, you know, um, if people are interested in his work, they can always contact us. Um, are there any other exhibitions that you're, you're hoping to do with him or with his, with his pieces? Well, um, yeah, uh, both through you and through um, Bill's gallery in New York, we're on Artsy, you mm-hmm. know, Bill's on Artsy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, once the, the world opens back up again, um, I know that we have, um, that I have several um, um, uh, shows in the works. You know, hope, hopefully they will come through. Mm-hmm. Um, things are also quite backed up at this point um, because a lot of shows have been canceled. That's and the therefore, truth. you know, mm-hmm. their people are committed. So um, as far as um, having something that I can say, well, next week it will be here. Mm-hmm. I don't have that, but what I can say is that my plans are to also refresh the online exhibition about two months from now, mm-hmm. um, so that some of this newer work, you know, um, you know, can be shown, um, and and so also that um, that um, this particular series, you know, of work, um, there's many more pieces to it, mm-hmm. you know, because the show that's up right now here would have been the show that Bill wanted up. You know, it's, it's where his heart was in many cases in terms of, of these very simple objects that, that are magical, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that show a different view of the world. And so I would, um, I would love to show more of these. Um, because there are a few more. <laughs> there are definitely more. I've been I've been to Bill's studio, and this isn't a huge gallery, so we we had to kind of narrow the selection down. And I think that what we really tried to focus on with this work was picking things that didn't feel very representational. I mean, there are some pieces mm-hmm. in here that are mm-hmm. a little more representational than others, but overall, the idea was for it to feel abstract. And I I'm glad that you say that this would be the show that Bill would want to see because we certainly wanted to put this exhibition together to you know to provide people with the opportunity to see his work after after his mm-hmm. life and he was a wonderful photographer a really nice man and um, I'm just so honored that you trusted us to do it here um, so thank you for that oh you're most welcome and it's been a joy you know, putting putting this together and kind of uh, enabled me to to reposition, you know, what people knew of Bill's work, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm sure that he would have been quite quite pleased. I think so. And for for those of those out there listening um, who have the opportunity to look at the online retrospective, I think you do such a wonderful job of providing academic context for the work within within the gallery that you put together there there are you know little pictures that people can click on that show um, kind of how his work fits into various other um, artists styles and that sort of thing and it's really educational and interesting and I think you did such a wonderful job on it so it's a it's a nice resource and it's nice to know that you're gonna keep updating it particularly at a time where we have to see things digitally for a little bit. Um, but thank you, Megan, for, for joining us on our first 
podcast. And for those of you still listening, thank you. And um, what the, the goal of this was really to provide listeners an opportunity to hear some of the conversations that I feel like I'm continually having in the gallery with the wonderful stable of artists that I work with. And there's so much talent and so many different artists working in Detroit that I have the pleasure of conversing with on a regular basis that we really wanted to put something together so that we could share that with other people and provide, you know, provide something uh, for posterity and and let people inside inside the gallery a little bit so thank you thank you 